Today is Wednesday of Passion Week. Today is referred to as the Silent Day. Uh, there is uh, there is nothing recorded about Jesus's movement or anything on this day. And most theologians believe that he went back to Bethany and spent time with friends there and was probably resting uh, because of all the controversy on the day before. Also, you know, uh, getting himself prepared, especially, you know, he knows what he's going to be facing soon. And so one could only uh, speculate, but I'm sure that there was not only rest, but also time to prepare himself, uh, get ready for the... Uh, for the tough things that he's about to endure. And so in light of that, uh, we want to look at silence today and just just take a few moments to, to think about w what silence can do for us and how uh, you know it could be good for us. Um, there's a passage in Exodus 14 and... Uh, I used part of this passage in a, in a sermon not too long ago. And afterwards, Brother Kevin said, you know, showed me the, the verse below it. And I told him that I had the verse below it in my notes, but I didn't read it. Um, and I wasn't sure why, but it, it, it's, it's the greatest line, right? So Exodus 14, chapter, uh, Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 through 14 says, And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall never see again. And the next verse is beautiful. It says, the Lord will fight for you. You only have to be silent. So Brother Kevin said that uh, in his notes he put beside that, stand still and shut up. I absolutely love that line. Um, but in essence, that's really what he's saying. The Lord's going to take care of you. You only have to be silent. And the problem is, is being silent can be the hardest thing sometimes for us to do. Uh, I think just as humans, we want to express ourselves. We want to be heard. Um, and it's difficult. And so we know that um, we all struggle with this. We all struggle with just being able to sometimes just to stand still and stop speaking and just allow the Lord to do something for us. You know, it's so easy to complain. It's so easy to do those things. Uh, but it's really hard to, to to say nothing sometimes. I love what uh, Solomon says in the Proverbs, in Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. He says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. A lot of truth to that, right? Um, I heard somebody say one time, I, it is better to be silent and have people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove them uh, correct. Right? So it's better to be silent and people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove them correct or prove them right. In Habakkuk, the prophet said this, he says, what profit is an idol when its maker is shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies? For its maker trusts in its own creation when he makes speechless idols. Woe to him who says to 
to a wooden thing awake, to a silent stone arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath in it at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple, and let all the earth keep silence before him. So there's this picture of these, these, these idols that is man-made and man speaking to these idols, trying to get these idols to do what, you know, what they want. But then they contrast that with what the living God is in his temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Why is that? Because he will speak to us. And I really kind of want us to think about that today. You know, we could just go verse, but there's so many verses about silence and being silent. Um, but I want us to look at silence from a perspective of of coming before God. And, in, you know, yes, we should come before God. We should pour out our hearts before him. But there's also we should come before God and be silent before him. Because we know that we can we can't speak and listen at the same time. You know, I think of the verse be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath or slow to anger. Right? Swift to hear. Right? Be quick to listen, but slow to open our mouth. I remember my aunt used to tell me that that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you listen twice as much. We know that Jesus um, sought solitude um, in his ministry. He was often followed by crowds. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. This is Jesus getting up early before everybody's stirring just so he can get out and go to a, a quiet place. And there commune with God. When they brought news about John being beheaded in prison, in Matthew chapter 14, uh, we know Herod uh, was kind of tricked by Herodias uh, and her daughter, and they, you know, he said he would give her give her anything if she were to dance before them, and and so she conferred with her mother Herodias, and they asked for John the Baptist's head. On a charger. And so he's, you know, reluctantly he had John beheaded. And then the disciples came and took the body and they buried it. And when they told Jesus, this is in Matthew 14, verse 13, it says, And when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. Now the rest of that verse says, but when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the town. So he had a hard time getting away, but he knew that that away time. And we see Jesus do this time and time again. I think about when he was in the garden at Gethsemane, you know, he, and he told them to kind of wait there. And he went off, you know, by himself uh, to pray because there's, there's something, uh, there's something very special about having that alone time with God. And if we don't do that, if we don't take the time to do that, then our relationship is, is going to, to suffer for it. 
we even look at this, you know, uh, in our, in our relationships, like in our marriages, if we don't take time to get away and just be together, um, you know, then our relationship will suffer. But in Job 33, verses 31 through 33, God speaking to Job says this, Pay attention, O Job. Listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have any words, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. But if not, listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Now think about what he's saying there. Job, if you have any words that could justify you, if there's something that you can tell me that I don't already know, then let me have it. But if not, be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. And I think about that as, you know, in my relationship with God, there's nothing that I can tell God that he doesn't already know. Yes, it feels wonderful to, to pour my heart out sometimes before him. And, and I do that as well, just like everyone else. But I've also found that there is just a, there is something special about being silent before God. About shutting out everything else. And listen, I don't always do this in a room. I don't always have time to do it that way. But there'll be times where I'll be traveling and I will literally just cut off everything. No radio, none of that stuff, no phone calls, nothing. And just spend time just meditating on the words of the scriptures that I've read. And just really just ask God to speak to me. You know, I want to feel your presence. Um, and I, I want to, you know, I want to hear from you. Because there's nothing that God doesn't already know that I could tell him. I can't enlighten God in any way. And neither can you. You can tell him how you feel, but you know he already knows how you feel. He's omniscient. He knows everything. There's nothing I bring before him that he doesn't already know. And the beauty of that is that I don't have to explain to him. I, I don't have to try to find the words because he already knows. But there's so much that I don't know. There's so much I want him to teach me. I want to, to be able to walk in his wisdom. I want to be able to learn from him. I want him to speak his wisdom into my life that I may in turn speak wisdom into the life of others, not my wisdom and not for my glory, but God's wisdom for his glory. And so the challenge for today is this. How much time do we spend being silent before God? How much time do we spend in solitude with him to be refreshed and to be prepared? There are many things that we're going to run up in, into in life, and God knows that we're going to run into these things. And there's a purpose for everything that we encounter. You know, how prepared are we for that? God will prepare our hearts if we truly want it, and if we truly desire it. But he's not going to force it on us. And so when I think about the two ears and one mouth, it kind of makes me think that I probably ought to sit twice as much in silence before him 
than I am opening my mouth and telling him what he already knows. It does feel good to offload things to him. It does. It feels great to be able to, to know that I am, I am in the presence of Almighty God and that I can pour out my heart and I can cast all my cares upon him because he cares for me. That's beautiful. But oh, how I would benefit from his wisdom and sitting silent before him and him telling me what I don't know instead of me telling him what he already knows. I pray that you'll take this challenge. I pray that you will take some time to be silent before him and just allow him to speak into your life. You may think, how do I do that? Do I just sit in a room quiet and say, okay, God, I'm waiting on you? No, sometimes silent time, maybe he's opening up the scriptures and just reading scripture. And, you know, read a passage and then maybe close your Bible and just meditate upon it and allow God to speak to your heart. You'll be amazed at what it'll do for you. It's a wonderful thing to just meditate upon the Lord and allow him to speak. So I challenge you to do that this week. Take time to listen. Mouths closed, hearts open, silent before him. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. God, we just pray today, Lord, that we will be able, Lord, to truly come before you. Lord, and, and come before you not to tell you things, but to come before you and to listen. Lord, we know that when we seek a deeper relationship with you, Lord, we know that you said that you will be found. And so, Lord, we know that any amount of time that we invest in being in your presence and listening to you is going to be time well spent. So, Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, as they take time out, Lord, to, to not only speak to you, but to time to listen so that you can speak to them. Father, I pray, Lord, for bountiful blessings, that you will touch them in a mighty way, and that they will see the beauty of listening. Lord, we know that you have infinite wisdom and that you know what we need for the journey. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you equip us, Lord, as only you can, and that we'll take the time to allow you to do that. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we pray in, in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.